Welcome back to the Legal Weekly Wine, where we discuss the hottest news in legal legal topics. Absolutely. I'm Chelsea Rogers. And I'm Virginia Tarani, and we are with Tarani Law, because you never need a lawyer. till you do. And we need lawyers today. It is what a week. It has been. It has been. A heavy week. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're up front. So you hear yeah. it immediately. We are going to be talking about Tyree Nichols today. Yeah. That is the legal, that is the news everywhere. Right. Um, so it's just news in general, but it, it legally speaking, it is even more interesting. Um, yeah. Not in a good way. So this isn't something we're excited about, um, but it is the legal topic of the week yes. of the last week and a half. Um, the funeral was Wednesday. So it's been two days since the, the funeral and the yeah. memorial but we are going to we are going to deep dive a little bit into it. We're going to talk about um, a, a brief history of the case, of the facts of the case, so that if you haven't known about it or or want to hear a brief review, we've yeah. got that. But I think we want to focus on what's happening legally with the officers involved, yeah. um, what it means, yeah. and kind of go from there. I have. <laughs> Chelsea was laughing at me before we started our weekly wine. I have my notes um, because you can't be Virginia Tarani and not have notes of some sort everywhere all the time. Um, so on the bar table, if you're watching us on YouTube, you will see I love it. my notes. If you are listening to us, you're going to hear the rustle of the notes through through the uh, the evening here. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um, so we well, are happy. At, well, good in the good, sense of... But- yeah, it's Hopefully. hard to know how to say this, um, and I think we're not the only ones struggling yeah. in America of how to say things, how to discuss it, um, what to say. But I will say, without you seeing it right now, we do have tissue. Yes, um, on standby because this is it is very heavy stuff, and um, we're not going to be ashamed of that because it's affecting everybody, I think, across America in a very, very hard way. And we're going to talk about that as well. Um, but we do need drinks yes. to get through today of any other day. We need drinks to do that. Um, we are the weekly wine anyway, which means we have a wine a week. And we have, we have a wine, so let's discuss the wine we're drinking right now. We've done a lot of reds recently. We have. We've been on a little, like, red path, but I like it. We're switching it up with something light and fresh. Yes. Yeah, so we did hit a raspberry wine a couple weeks ago. And yeah, we did. And this one is going to go back um, because we need a little lightness. I grabbed um, a Linganore wine. So it's Linganore Wine Cellars here in Maryland with us in Mount Airy. We did another Maryland one yes. recently. Um, but we like our Maryland wine. And I I have yet to taste this one, but it's cute. It's Skipjack Sweet White Wine. Um, hopefully you can see the label here. And I'm going to read this off because it's, so it's cute. It's really cute. And it I hope it tastes as good as it sounds because it says, transport yourself back to the days when you enjoyed the sweet nectar from honeysuckle flowers. Enjoy the refreshing taste of summer. Um, I loved honeysuckle. As a kid um, at my grandparents' house, um, they had honeysuckle everywhere growing wild. And even at my own home in Tennessee, yeah, we had some in our our side yard. We had it on like three bushes and we would hope to, you know, you hardly get like a it's little, a little rub, <laughs> but it was really good. So the sweetest thing on here is it says best served with curried dishes, pork, 
and sunshine. Sunshine, I love it. So we need a little sunshine in our lives today. So we are going to cheers each other and this hard episode. Have a glass. Cheers. Of wine. Little clink. Oh, that's really good. Oh, that almost is like honeysuckle. That is really good. Oh my goodness. It's real sweet. I like it. It is. I like, and I love raspberries. Yeah. So the raspberry wine we did the other week was really good, but this is comparable. Yeah. This is beautiful. It's super light. I love this. Yes. Okay. It rivals to me a Moscato. Oh yeah. I think that that's really comparable. It's, it's the sweetness of a Moscato, but it really does taste of honeysuckle or Mm -hmm. at least what I remember honeysuckle to taste like. Been since I, I did my little, little gulp. I don't yeah, know if you can hear it. That's Chelsea <laughs> on the side there. Um, I don't, <laughs> for some levity in today, I don't know if you know, I actually have an aversion to people gulping. Do you really? <laughs> I have been doing this intentionally for weeks. And you <laughs> well, you're, no, it's a good thing because it's your signature and people know that that's you drinking. Um, so it's a really good thing for the, <laughs> the cameras, but, um, Oh, no. No, it's a real problem. Um, I think there's actually a medical term for it. I've never been, of course, diagnosed with it. But yeah. I think there's actually a medical condition. So I know the one for, like, people chewing is misophonia. Like, the, if okay. you have an aversion yeah. to that sound. It's between the chewing and the drinking, the gulping. I My <laughs> poor mother. Again, I talk about my mother a lot on these podcasts. But um, she, she gulps very loudly. Um, and as a child... Because you live with your parents, right? Yeah. I could hardly sit through dinner and it would make me so upset. And she wasn't trying to. It was just, it's, it's a me thing, not a her so thing, funny. but it would make me really anxious. And now my son, I think he does it on purpose where he won't drink in the entire day. And then I'll just, and then he'll gulp. get to dinner and go, 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 go. And I'm like, so slow down he's like i'm really thirsty i was like okay you either cannot drink at my dinner table or you have to go drink before dinner and then come sit down at dinner because i can't handle it and you've let me do it where it's going into a mic directly into your ears everybody has my aversion it's for the whole fan group not you and me (laughs) oh my goodness anyway so i'm glad we could add a little levity. levity Because this week, y'all. Yeah. Okay. So we're avoiding it, but we need to not avoid it yes. um, because you guys have tuned in for this as well. Um, but whew, here we go. We're um, down in Tennessee. We're down in Tennessee, which is where I'm from. In Memphis. Um, I was not in Memphis, but we yes. are down in Memphis for this case. Um, so I grew up in Middle Tennessee, but um, Memphis is a whole other area. It's like another state, at least really? for me, what I considered in Tennessee. Um, it is very much West Tennessee, right on that Arkansas border um, um, on the Mississippi. Yeah. And it was also the place where like, we were terrified, <laughs> terrified of earthquakes when I was growing up. They may really? still be. Um, but it was, it's that they're on the fault line. They're literally on the fault line and at that Mississippi border. And we used to have this thing where we would joke in school growing up that it would, we'd have an earthquake and it would just fall into the river. Um, (laughs) which at this point, frankly, maybe it should fall into the river. Um, but I, I know 
the I know the citizens of Memphis are just as outraged, if not more, that it's happening in their city. Yeah. Um, so I'm not disparaging Memphis because it's it's an amazing city with a lot of amazing people, but it happens to be the site yes. of the latest tragedy of police brutality. Yes. Um, this is a terrible, I mean, y'all, this case is probably one of the most egregious examples. And I say that with the caveat that over the past years, I mean, over the past few decades, yeah, it's been going on, but with the, you know, advent of more accessible technology that we've just been seeing it more and more. And a video was released this week. So this incident actually happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, the traffic stop was on January 7th. And unfortunately, Tyree Nichols passed away on January 10th. But this week, the 67 minutes of um, body cam and pole cam footage was released that shows five officers beating him to death. Yeah. Um, it, it Yeah, it has been. And I I will say up front, I, I could not watch the footage. I, I watched all of Rodney King's footage. Um, and that was a case from the 90s, the early 90s that we've actually spoken yeah. about. Um, on our other podcast, we have the law unscripted, and the first three that we did yeah. um, were about the difference between civil and criminal law, and we used O.G. Simpson and Rodney King. Yes. So for those of you who are interested, because this is a similar vein um, where we discuss, we deep dive into Rodney King okay. and the beating in the 90s, so that's the second episode, mm-hmm. second and third episodes, which we'll put a link to in the description of the podcast and the YouTube um, channel is he was beaten by, was it three officers? Um, No, it was four. Four. Four Um, police officers um, in LA in the early 90s. He lived through it, um, but it was caught on a video camera of someone who lived nearby and, yeah. and took the footage and they, he was beaten with batons, um, and kicked and stomped on and, um, hit. I watched all of that footage. Chelsea watched some of Tyree's footage. Yes. I read about it all. Um, but I, I could not watch it. Um, even what I was reading, I couldn't do. There is a lot of trauma in it for everyone, and I will probably bring myself to watch it at some point. But Chelsea, I don't know how you got through any of it. Um, I think it's one of those things that there, there is, you know, should this be watched? Should it not be watched? Um, I've seen a lot of those conversations. For me, it was someone should see this, someone should recognize this. Mm. So I did watch it. I did not watch all 67 minutes. Um, it was, I, I just really couldn't. Um, but so there were four separate videos that total up to the 67 minutes. There's the, a, essentially like a pole cam. So oh, yeah. it's almost at the same angle that the Rodney King video was shot at. Where sort it's of the higher. Dam, it's higher looking down. Um, and then there's some body worn camera footage. Um, and I thought sort of in my mind, because we had recently, um, recorded the information about Rodney King that maybe I was seeing that comparison, but, um, it's not just me. The attorney for the Nichols family has made that comparison. Um, Rodney King's daughter who runs his foundation has come out, um, and given statements about this. It was atrocious. I mean, I, I truly don't have the words. What we know at this point was that he was pulled over allegedly for some sort of reckless driving. Yeah, allegedly, for sure. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any proof. 
that well, there's even the driving. police chief, the Memphis police chief, she has come out and said that she has found no proof of actual reckless driving. Yes. Um, so there's a stop there. Um, from what we've seen on the bo- on the body cam footage, Mr. Nichols, the police officers are aggressive from the moment of the stop. They approached his car with guns drawn. Yes. For some reason, on a reckless driving stop, with they the, approached with gun drawn. Right. Guns and this drawn. is not even. They ran the plates that this is not a stolen car. This was not anything. He's not a known felon. No. This isn't an active warrant. He does not have a criminal record Nothing. at all. Um, he is was a 29-year-old with a son and a job who loves skateboarding. Like, it's just... A really amazing man yeah. from everything we've seen. He was a photographer, and I think that's important, too, to, like, recognize the humanity in this. Mm-hmm. Um, just who he was as a person. A lot of his friends have come forward saying he was just a very laid-back guy. All of these things. I'm so sorry. Like, this is just heartbreaking for me. Um, you're not the only one. Don't be sorry, because that's our humanity, too, is... Yes. The police chief, if I remember correctly, she made the words or said the statement of this shows an utter lack of humanity. So yes. I think that's a good theme for all of it is the yeah. the humanity around it, both the good and, and the bad. The, Absolutely. The respect for it, the feeling of it, the acknowledgement and respect for right. it, and the lack of it. Yes. So the officers, again, approach the vehicle very aggressively. Um, from the moment they're essentially yanking him out of the car nearly immediately after the stop. Um, Mr. Nichols is heard saying, hey, man, you're doing a lot right now. I'm just trying to go home. Um, then they are pulling him out of the car. And to be clear, the, I think the body cam footage doesn't necessarily show everything at this point um, from what they've collected. The initial incident occurs. Um, they're being very rough. They're throwing him on the ground. Um, the New York Times came out today that there were 71 commands shouted at him in a total of 13 minutes. And at no point is he resisting arrest. At least according to the camera. No. All of the cameras show him complying. They don't show any him using or displaying any weapons. And he was not grabbing any. No. And he was like restrained pretty quickly. Like I said, they yanked him out of the car and are putting him on the ground. I believe at this point there were four officers there. This increases later. Um, and they, they are beating him. Um, he is, a stun gun or a taser was used, pepper spray. By the police officers. By the police officers, Not yes, him. No. Um, and then there seems to be no reason for this, unexplained. Um, at some point, he breaks free and, and runs because they had commenced a savage beating. Right. Why wouldn't you run? That's what anybody right. would be doing is get away from what's happening. Absolutely. Um, so he... They catch him again. They chase him. They chase him and they catch him. And this is where it gets really bad. And this is where the pole cam footage you can really see. Yeah. Um, I also like the heartbreaking fact that he's like 60 feet away from his mom's house, which is where he was going. Makes me so want to cry. Close. Um, they and handcuffed him. They had him prone on the ground. And then two officers, essentially on either side of him, pull him up. They use their baton. They are kicking him. They are punching him. It's insane. In, in the head. Yeah. And yeah, with the baton and he, with him being that close to his mom's house, it's my understanding from the reports that he was actually calling out for his mother. Yes. Um, some of his last words before he lost consciousness were calling out for his mom, which is just heartbreaking. Um, 
And then we get into even the more devastating parts of he is then unconscious, has been beaten. Um, he's kind of propped up against the police car while With they... With his head on the tire, against the tire. Right. Um, it seems there's a delay in calling medical services. When they do call the medical services, they show up and... Well, they don't show up for what, 22, 23 22 minutes? minutes. And, they, and then when they get there, so you have this huge delay where he's essentially dying on the street. The police aren't doing anything. The EMTs get there. They don't perform appropriate care. Right. Um, and then he is put in the hospital and he passes away three days later. I don't know another word. This is shocking to me. It's, it is shocking, tragic. And the only thing I can say on top of what you just said is, oh, they were doing something while he was lying there. They were coming up with a story. That's yes. what they were doing because is they were creating their story. That's what they decided yep. to do while Tyree was there dying. Yes. And I think that's evident that the point about the, the number of commands that were shouted out at him, it's because they were creating in their minds evidence. Oh, he's grabbing my gun. Oh, stop resisting. Stop resisting. Which then if you listen to the audio later, sounds like maybe there was resistance. If you hear it. Yes. yes if you only hear it without seeing it. And I think from the body cam, because it is on a person, like it's moving around more. It mm -hmm. can be hard. I've watched a lot of body cam footage. Yeah, me too. It can be hard. And the thing is, is that before the poll cam footage was released, they were all lying about what happened. They filed a report saying that Tyree had um, assaulted one of the police officers. He was listed as a victim on this police report. The officer was. The officer yeah. was listed as a victim on this police report. They are all saying, oh, he grabbed my gun. It is. And that's, I mean, they put it in writing. They're saying it on the tapes. It is unconscionable yeah it, it it seems clear from what's in the news yeah that they falsified the police report they tried to justify right. their actions they came up with a story that does not bear out right. on all of the videos especially when you combine all of the videos mm -hmm. and piece them all together put them together in a larger pi picture he was unarmed mm -hmm. completely unarmed yes he didn't have a firearm. He nope. wasn't threatening anybody with the firearm. Nope. As you said from the beginning, it appears that he was compliant. Yes. The entire time. Um, yes. Now, frankly, I had I been in a similar position, I may have tried to grab a gun to protect myself. And who would have blamed anybody for doing that? Right. But it doesn't appear he even did that. No. Um, just, just tragic and awful and it is unconscionable it shouldn't be done um we're two little voices here in right. all of america but for what it's worth it is we are not the only ones and yes it shouldn't have happened and it should should never happen again i don't no. know that it won't um but this is too much too long yes and at least on video mm -hmm. it started with rodney king Right. On video. Right. Um, and thank God someone did videotape Rodney King's beating. Um, right. It doesn't seem like justice was done in that case. Do you watch our podcast on that. Um, I am so glad that Rodney King's daughter yes. has gotten involved and is seeing Absolutely. this is similar. This is a continued tragedy in America. Yeah. Um, and then tell us about, there's something about the attorney for the family. Yes. So, um, 
the Nichols family has an attorney at this point, and that attorney was actually um, the Floyd's family attorney. So George George Floyd's family's attorney um, after that horrible situation um, is actually going to be representing the Nichols family as well. Um, And what we can predict will be civil suits. Um, At this point, five of the officers have been charged. In in the Tennessee one. Yes, in in the Tennessee case. Um, But we do know that five officers were charged. There were two additional police officers who are involved, two sheriff's deputies who are currently um, being relieved of duty pending an investigation. That's with Shelby County. Yes, and then three EMTs who have been let go. That's, and that's just the beginning, mm-hmm. at least based on the initial investigation. Right. We don't know how many more. And clearly there will be an investigation happening as to training Yes, um, of the department itself is right. the training. They're on what was called a scorpion unit. Um, have you seen this? I have. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what that is? Because I wasn't familiar with this at first. Yeah, it it appears to be have been created, I think, around 2020 um, to combat the increasing level of violence and homicides in Memphis, yes. in Memphis proper, um, which is a great idea, mm-hmm. a really good idea. Let's figure it out. Memphis is a higher crime city, one of the highest in the country. Right. homicides are going up. Let's figure out some way to reduce this. Let's right. come up with a, a different unit, more elite unit, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, how much were they trained? Right. Who was selected for this unit? How was the selection process done? Um, how did these particular officers get on the Scorpion unit? And it it's, um, it's an abbreviation for something. Um, I, I should have put, of all of my notes, that's not on my notes um, in front of me, but there it is an acronym um, for the city response something or other uh, to combat. I think it's something, it's street crime something. That's what it starts as. Um, yeah. But it's, I mean, essentially the idea is like community policing, right? Absolutely. Again, it's a great idea. In theory. It's a, it's, yeah. In theory, it's a fantastic idea. Everybody wants, you know, for any police unit, if they're going to do something, let's combat crime. Right. And let's do it legally. Let's do it well. But we don't want high crime, but we don't want our police officers committing crime either. Yes. And I think that's the thing. And even the the police chief made the point that, like, this was a lack of humanity, not a lack of of training. And I think that that's like an interesting point, because I think a lot of the time when we talk about violence per perpetuated by the police. So, so sorry, I'm trying to think through my words is that it, it seems to, we all say like, it's a, it's a training issue. You know, they have to make these split second decisions, but I think, especially in this case, it's such an egregious example of they theoretically are this elite unit that have maybe extra training and what happened. Yeah. What well, did happen? And, and this goes back to even, um, Rodney King, where they were finding out later that, um, at least several of those police officers involved had been cited before for yes. excessive use of force. And in this case... It's all but one, I believe, have, have prior instances... Of excessive force. And one of yes. them had even been sued, sued... Back in 2016, yes. For excessive use of force. Yes. Um, in in the jail, I think, while he was a detention officer? Yes, I believe one of them had a, had a prior... Um, had worked as a detention officer and... It was an, an in, a former inmate had, had 
sued him for excessive use of force. I believe that was settled, but I'm not positive. Yeah. So the, one of the questions arising from this is that, that I think everyone should, should be looking at is not just training. Okay. Yes. We, it, People should re- review how much training is given. Should more training be done? What about the selection process? But what happens for any initial use of force complaints? Yes. Um, what happens to those officers? Because at least in these two cases, Rodney King and Tyree Nichols, mm-hmm. there is a, I don't know if it's a pattern because I don't know if two makes a pattern, but it's not a good start right. when you have a prior complaint for excessive yeah. use of force. Um, and then we have George Floyd. Yes. Um, so these are, we're going to hit four today. We're going to keep with Tyree overall, but the, you know, George Floyd is a huge modern day example, um, up in Minneapolis where there were officers involved who basically detained someone for fraudulent potential, potential fraudulent bill, right? A $20 bill. Yes. Not $20 bill and ended up killing him where, um, officer Chauvin Mm -hmm. was the one who put his knee on George Floyd's neck and kept it there for as, as a crowd was begging for him to stop. Um, and as you made the point, this is a modern day example, but it's still going on. I mean, Mm -hmm. this month there's news about the George Floyd case that Chauvin is now appealing his conviction for the federal one. Yes. Yes. So he likes again, so many similarities and bad that we have any similarities to Rodney King's case at all. Right. Is awful. But a similarity to the Rodney King case for George Floyd's case is that Chauvin and the officers Mm -hmm. were also charged with federal civil rights claims. Yes. Um, Federal civil rights criminal charges where they basically, it's almost like an unlawful kidnapping Mm -hmm. where that someone is alleged to have been detained um, in violation of their constitutional right Right. to be free, you know, to liberty, to be free. That's the basics of it. It's a little more complicated (laughs) than that, but the basics are that he was held uh, improperly held um, while he had the right to be free and his liberty was taken away from him yes. by a an acting um, government agent, yes, um, an agency. So those charges. So in the Rodney King case, Rodney King survived, um, but the federal the officers were brought up on federal charges and two of them were convicted. Yes, um, that was the only thing they were convicted of is the federal civil rights charges. George Floyd's officers were charged with the same and similar offenses yes. state and federal. Like Correct. You said. And so officer Chauvin, who was the one whose knee had been on his neck, the actual mm-hmm. person who was restraining him with the neck hold, he was, he did a, no, he had a full trial. Yes. So I believe he pled, I'm going to mix this up. I believe he pled to the state charges and had the trial in federal. That might be opposite. Yeah. But I, he pled out to one one of them and then he mm-hmm. went had a full trial in the other. And he was um, convicted at the trial. Yeah. Um, but I, he did plead to one or the other. But now he's appealing essentially under the grounds of saying he couldn't have possibly gotten a fair trial um, because the, the sort of public outroar about, about the case. And... I mean, you're an, if you're his attorney, you have to make what claims you can. But yeah. 
And I don't know. one of them, if I remember correctly, is actually up this week on a trial. I do believe so. Right? So there were four or five officers involved in that. Um, actually, my notes. Let me pull that up. That is one of the things that we do have notes on. Um so for George Floyd, there were four officers involved. Mm-hmm. The one who held back the bystanders, he is, I believe, right now wow. up on trial. And he, as I understand it, even now, so after all this time, yeah. he's the one still up on trial. And he has chosen um, against a jury trial. He waived his right to a jury trial and has brought his case up on it's a weird way to do it. I've, okay. I have rarely seen this happen. Um, he hasn't even done a bench trial. He has submitted his case on a statement of facts where they have the two parties, the prosecution and defense, have agreed on a statement of facts that they give to a judge. The, they've made arguments on it. Right. Um, so they've both presented arguments um, as to guilt and you know why he's not guilty And the judge is now taking that evidence and reviewing it for, I think it's about 30 days, and then we'll issue a ruling. But there's not a trial. I didn't know that was an option. That seems sort of like what you would do like at the Supreme Court. You have oral arguments, you submit your briefs, and then you say, I guess we'll find out in a couple months. Like, that's insane. It's pretty much how it was done, as if it were an appeal. But it's an official, I mean, it's the original trial is how he's doing it. So that's happening now. Um, Derek Chauvin is up on appeal right now. So those are happening as we speak Mm -hmm. while Terry Nichols is going on. So that's how close in time this is. And then we have, on top of that, we have, we have Breonna Taylor and that was in Kentucky and that was 2020 Mm -hmm. and that was three officers involved. And that was, um, no knock warrant at the mm -hmm. wrong house. Yeah. They were charged, um, Three counts of first degree, wanton endangerment. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's there was pleaded guilty to two counts of conspiracy, federally charged, similar things, federal Mm -hmm. charges for violating his civil rights. Um, And in that one, that's been the the case of a civil wrongful death claim. Yes. Um, Or maybe that was in 2020, the civil, uh, gosh, I'm mixing up my timelines. It's... There's so it many shouldn't of them. be this many that we have to remember. Why am I mixing up timelines? Because this has happened too many times. It's such a pervasive issue. And I think this is the thing. We're talking about these very large getting national attention cases. But the fact that these are three different places, three different states. Um, and these are only three. And these are only three. And these are the big names. And they're hundreds more big name cases. But that for every one of those. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just following the case of Elijah McKay. Uh, McLean in Colorado because I was looking up because EMTs were also charged in that case. And that's still going on right now. And these are the names that we know. But I think for every one of these names that we know, there's a hundred that we don't. Yes. Um, and, and that aren't making national news. Exactly. But but they should be. So um, let's get into a little bit of the legal part because yes. this, I mean, we're sort of hitting the legal part where with the charges, but because we're the legal show, I want to get into some of the particulars of the legal portions of it. 
Um, before so for Tyree we, Nichols, do we want to go over what the officers are being charged with? I think that's the way to go. Okay. And you have the the higher list. I know two of them mm-hmm. offhand that I focused on. Yes. Um, and you have the the longer list, but the there are five officers right now that have charges. Yes. The five that were involved in the beating itself. And the main two charges that I focused mm-hmm. on are second degree murder yes. and aggravated kidnapping. Yes. Um, so this is interesting to me, the second degree murder. Will you tell us what that is? Okay. So in general, I'm going to give you the in general, what most people think. I'm going to give you in general when you learn it in law school. And oh, then yeah. I'm going to give you the Tennessee rule. Okay. In general, people think, and especially for the movies, right? Because that's how most people know the law. Yeah. Or think they know the law. (laughs) They're taught the law, um, which isn't correct, is most people think of heat of passion. Heat of the moment. Um, This is the classic what people think of when I come home and I find my husband in bed with a lover. Right. That's the classic idea. Oh, yeah. Behind second degree murder. The classic idea behind first degree murder is it's, a lying in wait, like, um, a cold, like right. It's the it's the cold blooded murder. It's the assassin. Um, yeah. So the cold blooded murder, the heat of passion murder, and then there's manslaughter, which would be voluntary and involuntary mm-hmm. manslaughter, which is you happen to kill somebody um, where you didn't quite mean to. Um, you knew it was probable. You knew it was probably yeah. going to happen. You knew it was very likely, but you didn't quite mean to in the sense that you purposefully went in to go do it. Those are like our DUIs, right? Like that's yes. a DUI that causes a death. You're to me, that's the first easiest example. When I think manslaughter, yeah. that seems to be it. Where you purposely chose to get in a car, mm-hmm. right? And drive around drunk. Yeah. Then it is very probable, very risky in complete disregard for other human life that you're doing this and you're likely to cause someone's death right. and shocking you do. So yes, those are the, that's a good yes. example of the manslaughter. Um, there's other types of manslaughter charges are when you're doing a beating where you don't necessarily know that they're going to die. Mm-hmm. You're it's like mutual combat. You get into a fight, but right. you end up pulling out a weapon. And what do you think is going to happen when you introduce a weapon into a fight? Yeah, um, lots of like the bar fight cases that escalate yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So these are so involuntary is usually the 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 negligent hom or negligent homicide, they kind of go hand mm-hmm. in hand for the, the criminal DUIs that end right. up in a death. But that's a short breakdown. Um, but in reality, most first to second degree murders, mm-hmm. they're in the same category. We we learn it as a chart almost. Yeah, I can like see it in my head like a flow chart. Exactly. Yeah, where it's like here's one through four. There's first degree murder, second degree murder voluntary manslaughter than involuntary is kind of how we learn it. And first degree and second degree are above a line. And then there's the manslaughter below the line. And in first to second degree murder, there's the intent where you intend for the death of somebody else. You go in and you intend for it to happen. Yes. Um, There's the question of, was it premeditated or not? And if it was premeditated, then it was the first degree murder. If it's not premeditated, it's second. That's the general flow of it. Yeah, I think what we learned, and it's exactly like that, the flow chart, we learned, you know, sort of with intent, you have the cooling off period, Mm -hmm. that if there's a cooling off period, 
then you, you then you're sort of in the first degree murder territory. But we also learned intent can be formed in a second, and a cooling off period could be another second. Yeah, um, it can be that quick. Where technically it could be first degree murder yes. if you stop and then shoot. Right, you like collect yourself. <laughs> you know, just look and then decide. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot. Yeah, and I think the sort of walking in on a lever is like the the classic example of the second degree. But it's like, okay, you fired one shot. Mm-hmm. If you then, you know, <laughs> reload your gun and do that, that's moving you from that second to first degree. To first, absolutely. Yeah, if you hit him in the leg first and then all of a sudden you're reloading, then you're going to first degree. Right. Yes. Um, so to me, that's the easier way to think of it is like if you have that mm-hmm. moment to like reassess what you're doing and you're like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. Then you have moved solidly into premeditated. Yeah. So we're going to, in next week's Law Unscripted podcast, we're going to break down the murder charges more as to defining more of it. Um, But that's a very quick basic. So if you want to do more of the definitions and educational part um, with more stories, Mm then hit us next week for that. Um, but that's a brief hitting. I'm going to go to Tennessee specifically yes. now. So these are what the the five officers who killed Tyree Nichols are, are currently being charged with. Yeah. So they are being charged in Tennessee with second degree murder. Mm-hmm. And I have a breakdown of it as well as the actual code section. So again, here's the Russell. Y'all know it's I love me. It. <laughs> um, it is Virginia using this as the code sections. Okay, so for second degree, we have the knowing killing of another person. Mm-hmm. It's a killing that results from unlawful distribution of certain scheduled drugs. So that's included in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the key difference, and this is very similar to Mm -hmm. the normal definitions and breakdown, okay, is they're saying that the key difference with second-degree murder from first is the mental state. They do not intend after reflection to kill the victim. So that's that cooling off. Uh Uh-huh. However, he might know that his conduct very, very well could have the effect. So, and this is really interesting. This particular description, I'm not a Tennessee lawyer, Chelsea's not one at all. No. She's a law student, um, but I work in Maryland. I'm barred in Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm from Tennessee, but I don't work in Tennessee. So we've gotten these descriptions from the code sections in Tennessee as well as from some of the lawyers down there. Um, and this particular one, their example says the key difference. So, for example, a defendant might beat a person to death. And should wow. know that several blows to the head could result in death, even if this is not the intended result. And so that's for second, not first. That's for second degree. And this is a site that was up, gosh, I'm going to have, it is ericbirch.com. Um, so that's one of the attorneys down there. And it's his site. Yeah. It's how Tennessee defines the difference between manslaughter and murder. It's his site. And that's his example that he, he's using, he didn't put yeah. this up overnight. Oh, no, this right? has been this up is, for a while. I found the same the same page. Yeah, so he's already using this mm-hmm. example of this is the sample reason, the main example or one of the examples of right. this is second degree. And sure enough, that's what's happening in Nichols' murder. Yes. Is, or I'm calling it murder, death, um, is this second degree, which their example is beating someone to death. 
where you should have known that beating someone in the head could result of death. Yes. And death. And I think that is probably the appropriate charge. Um, but like the, the outrage in me mm-hmm. wants to be like charging with first when they moved from that first altercation to the second, I think a good prosecutor could make a case for that was a cooling off a time for reflection and re-engaging with him after they chased him down. Yes. yes. I think that's a great point. Um, and I think that there have been plenty of cases. I mean, I'm not sure about Tennessee, but I know in law school, we, mm-hmm. there were plenty of them that would absolutely qualify as, as a time for reflection. Um, so I understand the charge being second. It probably is the best fitting charge, but I like, but I just, you know what? Let I a jury vengeful, decide. Right. Like I just, no, it's, this isn't vengeance. This is justice. That's, There's a difference. What they did right. was vengeance. Yeah. This is justice. Yeah. What is justice? Maybe it is first degree. Now yeah. they're going to have to figure it out and that's not the decision that they made, but I agree that what you're saying could be made as a great case for using first degree versus second. Because let me, here's another site. This Mm -hmm. is um, banksjones.com, another attorney site, Banks and Jones um, in Tennessee. What they are saying, okay, so I'm going to read it, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to get into the aggravated kidnapping issue. Okay, so the first degree murder, murder according to this site, is the intentional and premeditated killing of another human being. A person can be charged with first degree murder if he or she purposely kills another person if the act is committed in the commission of another crime like robbery, theft, or rape, among others, or by the unlawful throwing, placing, or discharging of a destructive device or bomb. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, let me grab one more thing, and then I'm going to yeah. go to, because I think this goes exactly to what you were saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the actual Tennessee statute. All right. I don't work in Tennessee, but I know how to read a law. And she researched. I just am angry, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Virginia said, let's look at the law. And I'm, as you know, anyone who's watched our Rodney King episode will know, I said, burn it down. And I truly commend the Nichols family um, for being able to stand up in front of the news and truly calling for peaceful protest. Um, I commend them because I don't think I'm a big enough person for that. And that's the difference, right? Is these officers are the ones who couldn't restrain themselves. Tyree wasn't that person and neither should we be if we want a change, the behavior that was done shouldn't be reflected. And that's exactly what his mom said. She said, you know, if you are out there for Tyree and you're out there for our family, then you will, you know, protest peacefully. And I think that is showing so much grace in a time that it would Mm -hmm. be perfectly acceptable not to extend that grace. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. So here we go. Um, oh, wait, no, this is, he, he, I changed my mind. This is the code of Virginia that I pulled myself up. But okay, so I'm going to go to the Virginia one um, because it's very similar to the Tennessee one we were talking about. This is first and second degree murder defined. Um, so in the code of Virginia, so this says um, murder, okay, mm-hmm. other than aggravated murder, um, in the commission of or an attempt to commit arson, rape, forcible sodomy, et cetera, et cetera, 
or abduction. Okay. And then there's imprisonment. Which sounds a lot like kidnapping. Kidnapping. Um, so here we go. First degree murder. Now here's the Tennessee statute. Uh, 2021 Tennessee Code, Title 39. We've got 39-13-202, first degree murder. Here we go. Okay. Um, premeditated and intentional killing of another or, okay, or. Okay. A killing of another committed in the perpetration of or attempt to perpetrate any first degree murder, et cetera, kidnapping. And since they okay. have been charged with not just kidnapping, but aggravated kidnapping in my, again, not an attorney, in my law school mind, reading statutes, that seems to satisfy the prerequisite there. If there's another reason to argue that this is potentially first degree murder, yeah. that this would, so first would be the premeditation part of he got away and they went and chased him down, caught him and beat him again. Mm-hmm. That's one way yeah. that it could be purpose.ful Right. Premeditated. Um, time for and, re- reflection. Right. Intentional, premeditated and intentional. So that's one way. Right. Or you could charge first degree because it's a killing of another committed in the perpetration of, oh, a kidnapping. Right. And in Tennessee, a kidnapping is the restraint of someone else against their will. Unlawfully. Unlawfully. And an aggravated kidnapping is one that is done with the use of a weapon Mm -hmm. or with threats of force. Right. um, Or with bodily injury. And we have all three. We have an illegal restraint twice. Yes. With threats of violence with actual physical injury and yes. with use of a weapon. If it's not, if <laughs> this feels like a textbook case, I say like, because I'm in school and, you know, we run through hypos all the time, never. And I'm in my last semester of law school. I've never been given a hypo this clear that matches the statutes like that ever. This would be, this would be a wonderful Test question, an exam question. Like if we were just making one up, a criminal law professor is making one yeah. up to put on the final exam. They would make it more difficult than this. <laughs> to it, me, this is so like, this is so clear. And it says, okay, listen, Tennessee, this is Tennessee statute. All right. Section B, this is first degree murder. We're still on first degree murder. No culpable mental state is required. Which is wild. For conviction under these two subdivisions, except to commit, except the intent to commit the enumerated offenses. So like the underlying offense. So all you have to prove, and here I'm getting very upset. (laughs) My voice is rising. I'm sorry for those who are listening. See, Chelsea's crying. I'm getting angry. Um, (laughs) Okay, taking a breath. No, but I think all you have to prove for first degree murder in Tennessee is not okay. Not that you intended to kill, but if you have done any of these underlying offenses and you have the intent to commit the underlying offense and then they died, you then have the culpable mental state for first degree degree murder. I agree. Which is I think kind of wild when you think about it, because sort of like the hallmark we're talking earlier about how we learn it, like the hallmark of first degree murder is like the intent to murder. Yes. Um, you so intend it is to kill wild to me in that statute that 
you can kind of get around that. This is Tennessee. But and it seems that's like why then each my point is stronger. <laughs> it is strong. Chelsea, I am telling you, and I don't know how the Tennessee law works. Okay. I don't know yeah. how the charging system works. I don't know if you can recharge. Okay. I know you can't retry. If For they were sure. convicted of second degree murder, you cannot in any state constitutionally. Right. Go back and retry them. Of course. Um, for a higher offense that this would be a lesser included offense yeah. of, okay? But I don't know if it's possible to recharge them with first degree. Yeah. They've only been charged with second, so I right. don't know. They Someone from been Tennessee. Ar- and they have not even been arraigned at this point. So right. who knows? Somebody from Tennessee tell us. Okay, you put in the comments. Yeah. Let us know. Is it possible in Tennessee... To take back, take these backsies, yeah. sort of, this second degree. And amend the charges, maybe? Amend them, recharge. How would it work in Tennessee Yeah, for this to be re-indicted or however? Because they were indicted by degree. a grand jury. Yes. So I wonder if that maybe impacts that. I, somebody from Tennessee, yeah, let us know. Someone tell us because that is, I, I think we make a good point for too. this being first degree murder. Yes. It's at least God. It's at least second degree murder, and I, I think truly, they thank God they have. Tr- you know, yes. they haven't even said this is manslaughter. So I commend them for yes. saying this is murder. Yes, which I could it, could it be more? I truly, I have mixed feelings about this. I was about to say I truly hope it doesn't go to trial. Which I'm not. I have mixed feelings about this. Part of me wants it to be illuminated. I. It's almost like the thing of watching the video. It's like make the world watch because it was such an injustice. But then part of me is like for this family, like, is that the best thing? Because the evidence does seem to be so clear to me. I don't know what defense could truly be. I mean, what they're going to do is they're going to separate the cases, right? And you're going to have all of the officers being like, well, he actually did it. He actually did it. Right? Like, that's what's going to happen. You have to. I don't know if what else you're going to do. Honestly, because they have to have a defense and... As much as I say props to the prosecutors who are putting this together, as bad as this might sound to a lot of people, props to the defense attorneys who have to step in. Absolutely. I think that's something Because that someone has to. Someone has to. And I say this, I clearly have a lot of strong feelings about a lot of things, but this case included. Mm-hmm. However, I think everybody deserves the right to a defense attorney. It's a constitutional yes. right. I think it is incredibly important. I don't hold, I'm, I'm very defense oriented. I don't hold any ill will. And I think that's something that a lot of people get wrong is that you see these awful, terrible people being represented by an attorney and sort of imputing those values onto the attorney. Right. And I don't think it's that is job. fair. It's their job. And if you believe in sort of our constitutional freedoms, you should believe in the, the defense attorney representing them to their best of their ability. It makes a better system. Yes. We don't have a perfect system, just like the police aren't perfect, just like it, none of it's perfect, but it is a better system. Yeah. It is a decent system. Um, and I have a firm belief that in the American justice system, mm-hmm. that at this time, there could be justice for Tyree. I hope so. And I think the fact that um, they have been charged so quickly. And what gives me sort of, I, I think I'm very critical of our legal system and our justice system. 
But the fact that they've been charged with lying also is really sort of a light at the end of the tunnel for me. Yeah. Um, because, and I know that's obviously a smaller charge. We're talking about aggravated kidnapping. We're talking about second degree um, murder, but they've also been charged with sort of the, I can't for the life of me, cannot remember exactly what it's called right now, but essentially lying on the police report. Yeah. Um, and there's been two separate charges of that. Good. Um, for all of them, which I think to me is, is hopeful um, because it's holding them accountable not just for their actions, but for then like the cover up part of it, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that is what a lot of my frustration is with like policing in our country is that they say it all the time, there's going to be bad people in every job. Okay. Mm-hmm. But not every job has people who are willing to cover up the bad people, right? Yeah. Um, so the fact that they're being held accountable for that portion of it, or hopefully being held accountable for that portion of it does right. give me some hope. Uh, Yeah. And that's what we have to hold on to. So um, our sympathies to Tyree's family, um, our sympathies and respect to them and to Rodney King's daughter, Mm -hmm. um, to the families of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. As they attended his funeral. um, And to others we haven't named. Um, The system needs to be fixed we aren't the talk show to show how the system needs to be fixed. We aren't, I mean, I'm a prosecutor, former prosecutor and defense attorney. Mm -hmm. I believe in the system. Um, but there's something wrong. And this in our little way is to highlight what's happening. Um, and hopefully was a little illuminating as far as the legal aspect too. Absolutely. I don't know if we'll continue talking about it next week. Kind of depends on where the, the program and the, legal topics take us next week but that is our legal take on the legal topic the biggest legal topic in the u.s today so thank you for tuning in with us um if you found today's show interesting enlightening um or whatever like us subscribe follow if you have any questions any thoughts questions comments anything put them in we love feedback we would love Mm -hmm. to interact um some more We enjoy doing this. Hopefully you enjoyed listening and we will be back next Friday again for happy hour. And this was not quite a happy hour, but it is for happy hour. We did enjoy the wine. Um, We did enjoy the conversation as much as it could be enjoyed. Have a great weekend, everyone. And don't forget to talk to your attorneys as you need to. This is not Um, legal advice. Yes, this is not legal advice. Um, We don't represent you. This is for commentary only, um, discussion commentary and entertainment, so to speak, not your legal advice. And we are not your attorneys. Do you consult with your attorneys because you never need a lawyer. Until you do.